You want your five-star matches? You want your 30-minute classics? Not me. Big meaty men slapping me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Randall Beatley. Just a quick update if you're following me on TikTok. I have changed the uh, the username. I'm now going by It's RB uh, Bitch B-X-T-C-H. It's RB Bitch. Um, of course, RB being my initials. Um, let's jump in to this episode. We're going to strictly talk about WWE on this episode of the Slapping Meat Podcast. Um, so let's dig in. We're going to talk about booking. Because let's just be honest. Like, everyone... You know, in the TikTok wrestling community and, you know, in the IWC, if they know me, I have friends that sit here that I, that I talk wrestling with as well. And all they think is, oh, all Randall Beatley ever does is complain about AEW and nutsack ride Vince McMahon in WWE. Today is going to be an episode where I complain about WWE. It's, it's to show that I'm fair. It's to show that, you know, I'm consistent with my beliefs, it doesn't matter about company. It matters about the product and what we are being fed um, on a week-to-week basis. Now, I'll be honest. I don't watch Raw throughout the entire episode. I don't watch SmackDown throughout the entire episode. I don't watch NXT for an entire episode. I record it. I watch what I like to watch and what I want to watch. And then... I skip by the things I don't want to watch. Same thing with AEW. If I ever, you know, actually want to watch AEW, I will, you know, watch what I want to watch in um, their show. And I find that I enjoy the product a little bit more than that, like that way. And then, you know, of course, I watch and sit through the whole pay-per-views um, or premiere live events, whatever you want to call them. Um... And so, with that being said, uh, I don't have a lot to necessarily. Like, I don't. That, that's part of the reason why I don't do review shows. I, it's part of the reason why I don't review NXT or review Raw or review SmackDown because I don't sit through and watch everything about it. Um, I will say this though: I watched the opening segment of Raw with Brock. Um, Paul Heyman and Austin Theory and thought it was okay. It was decent. Um, it's setting up, you know, Theory's cash in at SummerSlam if it 
when it happens. I'm of the belief that I don't think Theory is going to cash in at SummerSlam. I really don't. I don't think Theory will cash in at SummerSlam, especially with how it ended. And again, I didn't watch the ending of Raw. I just saw the, the clip of it with Ziggler being there. My hope is that Ziggler fights uh, Theory at some point. Um, and, um, gets the briefcase. I really, I really want to see Ziggler get the briefcase, uh, but I don't think it'll happen. I really do not think that'll happen, but it'd be wonderful if it did, because Ziggler is my favorite on the roster. But let's talk about NXT. I, again, I didn't watch NXT. I'm too busy on Tuesday nights. I do a uh, internet, you know, NASCAR Heat 5 Racing League. You know, outside of wrestling, I do enjoy NASCAR. And I do enjoy video games. Um, and NASCAR Heat 5, I do a racing league online. And we race during NXT, right? We started it to where we did them on Tuesdays and it started while NXT was on Wednesdays and I thought you know what I'll join it won't have to worry about and about six months later NXT switched to Tuesdays oh well it is what it is I'll just record it um and I enjoy it a lot better um again watching the recordings um now I haven't watched any of NXT yet at the time of this recording Again, I've just seen spoilers. I don't avoid spoilers. If it pops up, it pops up. But I'm not going to live my life around missing spoilers for a TV show. I don't do it for TV shows I watch online. Outside of wrestling, I'm not going to do it for wrestling. Wrestling is not that important for me. Which is something we're, we're going to end this show um, basically discussing that idea. This is an open letter. Now that I'm five and a half minutes into ranting here. This episode is going to be an open letter to the booking team, especially for NXT, about a decision that they just made for tonight's episode and how I am constantly wondering who the hell is running this. Um, and it, it, the booking, for the most part, on NXT is fantastic. I made a video on TikTok. I reference TikTok a lot because that's where... My biggest audience is, by the way. So if you are a listener here and you aren't following me on TikTok, please follow me on TikTok. With that being said, that's the last you'll ever hear me beg for followers or even mention following me. I don't like begging for followers. I'm not doing this for followers. But I've, if I'm going to do it, might as well do it, right? And, and you know, try to do it the best of my ability and, 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 and become as big as I possibly can. That's ultimately... That should be the goal. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'm not going to be pissed off about it. But, again, if you're listening here on the, the audio, go find me on TikTok if you have it. Again, it's I-T-S-R-B-B-X-T-C-H. That's the username. Um, and go follow it. Again, uh, but lost my train of thought. I do that a lot because I ramble. Um, NXT, we got an issue and it's not everything. Um, on my TikTok, I made a video of wrestlers. I think are the future of the business of, of the whole. 
NXT, AEW, whatever. And, you know, there were NXT members on that list. I had Carmelo Hayes. I had Tiffany Stratton. I had um, Legado uh, Del Fantasma, Braun Breaker. I think these are people, groups, individuals, tag teams, whatever, in this industry, in NXT, that I think can be the future, not just in NXT, but, you know, of the industry. And... I I thoroughly enjoy the the group people that I, I mentioned. I'm trying to think of how to word this without, you know, wording it wrong. Um, but NXT has some issues. And it's surrounding the women's championship. Just the women's tag team championship more so. So first off, the women's championship as well. Because I, I think... While I love what they've done reinventing Mandy Rose, I love Mandy Rose. I loved her even before she, you know, went heel and went to NXT and, you know, when she was blonde. I, I thought she was at least something good to look at. She's gotten better in the ring. She's still good to look at. She's promote, you know, she's helped not only rejuvenate her, rejuvenate her career, but she's, you know, really helped Gigi Dolan. And JC Jane get over with the crowd and to be useful for the product. It's time for Toxic Attraction to move up. Mandy needs to drop the title. Here's the issue they don't have anyone built up that's strong enough to beat Mandy and be believable, and it makes sense, and, and for, for her to drop the belt to. Um, and so a decision they made on tonight's episode completely just wasted the last month. Of programming. It completely wasted the last month of programming around the women's tag team championship. No different than the main roster with the uh, tip with the you know. Th- there's a reason they haven't put it back on TV and tried to you know fulfill a tournament or anything when Sasha and Naomi basically got stri- stripped on TV but walked out. Basically, they have no plans for it. I think it's time to get rid of them. Let's get rid of the belts. They're, they're completely useless. Completely useless. Um, with At least with Toxic Attraction as champion, it gave them something to do, and it, it, it felt like it meant something. And it pisses me off, because Toxic Attraction, in my opinion, is the second best thing on NXT. Carmelo Hayes is the best, in my opinion. He can make that main, or the, excuse me, that mid-card belt feel like it's a main, main event belt. Um, as much as I don't want him to lose it, um, I do think he's a main event guy um, and should be in the picture against Braun Breaker. But you don't want to put two stars against each other at this moment of their careers. I'm sure they'll run into each other eventually. Um, but if if Toxic Attraction, if J- Dol- Dolan and Jane were going to lose the tag team championships, tonight you were supposed you know. Roxanne Perez versus Mandy Rose for the women's championship. This would have been a perfect opportunity to have them lose the titles, have all of Toxic Attraction without the belt, 
Um, you've obviously have been building Roxanne Perez to be the next big thing. Now, I disagree with that decision because I honestly don't see anything interesting in in Roxanne to be main event ch- uh, picture at, right now when I think there's so much better on the roster in the women's division. You got Electra Lopez, which I think can, can be main event uh, caliber if she was more than just a manager. Uh, Nikita, of course. Um, but I think she's sort of like nursing an injury. Um, and, and so my, my big complaint right now is you have all this talented women that you're training and bringing in and debuting and have Tiffany Stratton, Nikita, Lash Legend, um, Tatum Paxley, I think is her name, uh, Ivy Nile, uh, Saray, uh, Kaylee Ray. You have all this talented women down there. The, the girl that goes with, uh. With uh, uh, Briggs and Jensen, I think that's Fallon Tatum or whatever her name is. I don't, I, I don't remember her name. Uh, but you got so much talent um, down there in developmental in NXT that are, but you're not really developing them in terms of building someone to replace Mandy. Right when Dolph went down, now I think he ended up getting hurt. At, on WrestleMania weekend, which is why they had him lose the belt like, from Braun. But when Dolph went down there, it was essentially to, one, make Braun Breaker look better, but two, get Braun Breaker to the status that Dolph's going to beat him WrestleMania weekend at Stand in the Liver. That way, whoever defeats Dolph for the title, had Dolph not been, I think, hurt, um, and lost the belt because of his injury. Had Dolph not been hurt, um, you know, whoever would have beat him, it would have meant something to beat a legend like Dolph Ziggler. And when Mandy went, because Dolph was building talent, he would have been able to put over talent. And they just haven't tried really to build someone to the level of Mandy Rose. You know, they started with Cora. And so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Because I think Cora is really the only one that, that's been built properly. And oh, since Cora's been there, you know, they've been building her as this sort of super face. She's super over with the crowd. The crowd loves her. She looks good. Like, she's not the most attractive thing on the roster. But, like, she's an eight, in my opinion. Right? Um, now, I'm not a big fan of the gimmick, I'll be honest with you. The little the skater girl type thing. I'm not a big fan of it, but it can get over. Some polishing, you can get it over. But you've built Cora to be super over with the fans, right? And especially in the last month, you've booked her sort of in this tag team with Roxanne Perez. And you have them win the tag championships. And then the week after they win the tag championships, you have Cora turn on Roxanne. At a weird time, it, it was just weird how it happened. It, I don't understand it. And then Mandy retains. So now there's really no woman really to compete against Mandy for the title. And now you have this weird situation where you have Roxanne and Cora as champions. And they are like going to be bitter enemies at this point. And it sounds familiar, right? The story sounds familiar to me. It's literally Raquel and Dakota Kai 2.0. 
They're repeating the story. I've seen it before. I do, it's just laziness. It's repeating the story. I don't understand it. Um, the whole jealousy angle. It's literally Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez all over again. Um, it's it's meaningless. I don't understand it. Um, I, I again, I don't find anything really entertaining about Roxanne Perez or anything interesting about her. Um, but you were building something with her and Cora, giving them something to do. They could have probably have had a real legitimate opportunity at the Women's Tag Team Championship. And, I, and, and I, I've never liked the titles on the main roster or the NXT anyway. It literally felt like it was just created to give the Iconics something to do. And then the Iconics got cut. And it really feels like, like more, hey, we have way too much women talent on the roster. We're just going to pair them together. And, and 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 see what happens. And we're not really going to throw... Because WWE has never really cared about their tag team division, whether it's men's or women's or whatever. And so they just don't care about it. They don't put any effort in it. And it's, it's quite annoying. I don't understand why this decision had to be made. Like I said, you've built Cora to be this super baby face... She doesn't look anything like a heel that I can hate, right? Because I still like her because she is that baby face and her gimmick is. And again, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm not going to complain about it. I just don't understand the decision and why you would do it. I, I, the jealousy angle has been used so many times with this title. And, and I've seen it with Dakota Kai and Raquel. I've seen it with Dakota Kai and, and, um, um, Nixon knew what, what the hell was her, uh, Tegan Knox with Dakota and Tegan Knox, the same storyline. So I've seen, like, we've seen this before from the NXT storylines and it's, I, I want, I don't know about you, but I want something new. I'm not trying to complain. I'm not trying to bitch, but I want something, I, I want something new and, and entertaining and refreshing to watch and not some regurgitated storyline that we've seen three, four times in the past. And again, there's really nothing new you could do in wrestling. Everything's been done before, but you can at least try to, to, to do something and have it make sense, especially if you're going to take the titles off what I believe is the two best women outside of man, like, like toxic attraction are the best three women in NXT right now with Nikita being fourth and, um, I don't really know who fifth would be at this at this moment in time. Probably Cora Jade. But, you know, the top three women in NXT, Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane. If you're going to take the titles off the tank, take it off of man. Like, you literally could have had Roxanne win the match without any interference. Dakota get upset. Turn next, you know, next week, say, hey, I want a match against you. You know, I've earned it. Best best friends, right? Have Dakota, or not Dakota. See, I'm telling you, like, it's the same story. Have Cora, um, you know, maybe before the match or during the entrances attack and turn then. And, and, and that would have made a little bit more sense. Um, I, I don't know where you go from here. Like, how do you have a tag team, be tag team champions, when they don't like each other because one's face, one's... It just doesn't make sense to me. It's going to be hard to get yourself out of this for me. 
Um, yeah, I'm just not a big fan of it. Um, let's uh, conclude this episode. Again, it's gonna be sh- it's gonna be short. Um, not every episode I do of this podcast is gonna be an hour long discussion about you know my favorite this, my favorite that. Right? We're not gonna do all that. Um, let's conclude this with something going on in the TikTok community, really the wrestling community online, the whole community is this constant complaining about members of the community being too toxic or complaining too much or critiquing too much. And we just need positivity and this, that, and the other. And my, my, so my quick response to that is if we're not allowed to critique the product, will never get better. You have to be able to critique for the product to get better. The second thing I will say in more depth is y'all just need to grow the fuck up. Like, honestly, y'all need to grow. Like, like, to me, the more toxic thing is to say that I'm not allowed to have an opinion that disagrees with you because it's going to be considered or labeled toxic. I think it's more toxic to to say that uh, if I'm critiquing or if I'm saying something that, that goes against the community, typical view that I'm doing it for hot takes and I'm doing it for followers. Like I've, I, I, it was a joke, but I was essentially accused of, you know, try of, of having opinions that were hot takes that were, you know, would get me noticed and get me followers. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I honestly do not care about followers. I don't, right? I don't care how many people listen. I don't care how many people watch. I don't care how many people follow. A lot of this is just for me to talk about wrestling and to voice my opinions. If people disagree with me, they disagree with me. I, I like I don't understand why we make a big deal out of people disagreeing. Right? Wrestling is super subjective. Not everything is going to be positive in the in the world of of professional wrestling content creation. Right, not everything's gonna be positive, right? If all you want is a, a kumbaya discussion about, you know, who who's your top five Mount Rushmore, like like the videos like that get on my nerves. Not really on my nerves, but they get old because because who's your favorite this? Who's your favorite this? Build your fantasy booking here. Let's talk about what we're seeing right now. Like let's actually critique the product. So that it can get better, right? Um, because let's just be honest: nothing in wrestling is as over as the '80s, '90s, or 2000s. There's nothing in the world of professional wrestling right now that has that has the reach that wrestling did in the '80s, '90s, and 2000s. The peak of wrestling was the Attitude Era, 1997-1998. It peaked in those two years. And WWE has been living off of that peak since 1998. They made it through the end of the the war with it in 2001. And, And when they bought out WCW, they've been living off of the peak height era of professional wrestling, 1998. Um... And they've been living off of that since 2001. And it's dipped 
dipped, dipped further and further into um, despair, more niche, less mainstream. Um, you walk around to people and ask them who, who their favorite WWE superstar is. They're going to give you member, members from the 80s, 90s, two, early 2000s. Um, no new members. They may list Seth Rollins. They may list Roman Reigns. But no one's going to say, you know, Mustafa Ali. No one's going to say Kenny Omega unless they're a wrestling fan. If you ask non-wrestling fans to name your favorite wrestler of all time, right? They're not going to name Kenny Omega as a non-wrestling fan. Um, and so my perspective, my perspective of the wrestling industry comes from that type of fan. Because that's who I am. As I explained in episode one, I'm a casual fan, right? Now, I'm a little bit more closer to, to the Mark side, right? If you had casual on the left and Mark on the right, I would be like in the middle, but more, you know, center right. Because, you know, I do watch. I do watch pay-per-views. I do continue to watch and follow with the news and, and interact with the community and have my opinions and but it's not my life. Like I can go days without making any thought about making content or podcasting, right? I, 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 this isn't my life. And if it was my life where it was like my job and stuff, it would be very hard for me to make this a career because I want to enjoy it. And I don't want to have to sit here and be like, Hey, I got to critique this and I got to worry about follows and I got to worry about, I don't care about that stuff. Right. Um, and so, I don't care about your your work rate. I don't care about how good you can do moves. I don't care about that. I just want to be entertained. I want good storylines. I want to be entertained. I want to watch a television show. At the end of the day, that's all it is, right? And so, I watch from a sort of moderate point of view where I try to see, you know, this is not going, the, the, the product the way it is now, whether it's WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, AEW, New Japan, Indies, none of it is going to appeal to the modern mainstream crowd. The hottest thing in wrestling in terms of press that we've had is Logan Paul signing a contract. And people bitched about it. You know why they bitched about it? Oh, because he didn't put time on the Indies and there's people who've put 20 years in the Indies that should be... No one gives a fuck about the guy that puts 20 years on the indies but still hasn't been able to make it to a major company. No one cares about that guy. You know who I care about? Logan fucking Paul, who has built an audience on YouTube, managed to keep it, managed to remain relevant in music when he did music. Was it good music? Not necessarily, but he was relevant. People listened to it. He, was, he, he, he won a scripted fight. Well, or excuse me, he lost. He lost the scripted fight to Mayweather, but made bank off of it, was able to remain relevant there. I think he's a decent fighter. He won a, another boxing match. I forgot who he boxed against. You know, he has his brother who's a legitimate fighter, a legitimate boxer who is legitimate in that sport, taking it seriously. Logan comes in at WrestleMania this year does fantastic, sets up a storyline, and people bitch because he's over. 
You know why he's over? I need you to go look at um, at likes on Logan Paul's, just his Instagram alone, right? Just his Instagram alone, I'm a thousand percent certain, had garnered more likes and more interactions than all of WWE's social media. That is the star power we get with Logan Paul. We need something like this that caters to the mainstream fan who doesn't want to watch every week but wants to buy the pay-per-view or wants to, 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 to you know, sees that Logan Paul is wrestling at SummerSlam. And this is why I'm a big fan of WWE going to four pay-per-views a year. Run WrestleMania, run SummerSlam, run Survivor Series, run Royal Rumble. Those should be your four. And put big name superstars on the card that will draw you audience, that will draw your sponsorship, that will draw your money. Right? Four pay-per-views a year. Logan Paul, you know, shows up at two of them. Right? And, and you'll be fine. And and I don't want Logan Paul to be an everyday wrestler. Just like I didn't want Ronda Rousey to be an everyday wrestler. She decided she wanted to, but I and I knew when that was going to be a thing... It was going to be a disaster because she's not good in the ring. She's still super green. But if you only had her wrestle at WrestleMania and SummerSlam, right, and didn't put her on the mic and had her fight like, you know, Charlotte or Becky, you know, the way I would have booked Ronda when she came in was to come in, um, and have a mat. You know, there's four horsewomen, right? Have have her come in at Mania as Ronda Rousey fight Charlotte, not for the title, not being that title picture, but fight Charlotte, right? Have her beat Charlotte. Have her come in. Um. You know who's the next of the four horsewomen to step up? Let's say it's Bailey, right? Have Bailey versus Ronda at SummerSlam. Have Ronda beat Bailey. You know, you go into Survivor Series. Have her beat Sasha. Go in the Rumble next year. Have her beat Becky. Right? And then at the next Mania, right, throughout these matches, what you what, what we can see and how you can book it is, you know, you know, maybe Jessamine Duke comes out and um interferes in one of the matches. Maybe Shayna Baszler comes out and interferes in one of the matches. Uh, Marina Shafir comes out and, the, and interferes in one of the other matches, right? And you set up the four horsewomen of WWE versus the four horsewomen of MMA, and you set up that match, and at the smaller pay-per-views, maybe you have, like, Marina and Jessamine Duke fight off against, like, Bailey and, and Sasha, one pay-per-view. And then, you know, maybe Shayna and Ronda face off against Charlotte and Becky at another one or something like that, right? And then at Mania, you have the four, the eight-man tag, the eight-woman tag match, 4v4, horsewomen versus horsewomen, and you end the feud there. uh, Ronda is no longer needed. We only really needed her for about a year and a half. That's all we really needed Ronda for. Pay her her money. Let us get those matches Get the big match at the at the her second mania, and then kick her off the TV. We don't need her no more. She doesn't need to be an every week performer. She didn't need to be champion to be legitimate. 
right? It, it just it didn't need to happen because Ronda Rousey is far and beyond bigger than the WWE as a as a brand, right? Like we don't need her on every pay per view and on every show. We need her at WrestleMania. We need her at SummerSlam, right? Same thing with Brock Lesnar. Same thing with someone like Roman Reigns, right? Roman doesn't need to be there every week. You know when he when we need him to be there? SummerSlam, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, these big events. He doesn't need to be at Money in the Bank. It doesn't matter if he's at Money in the Bank, right? Um, and so... I just don't understand the community trying to call anything that disagrees with the point of view of the community toxic. Because it's not toxic. It's my opinion. right? If I disagree with you, I have that ability to disagree with you. Let's create a conversation. The problem is, in my opinion, is a lot of people think that their opinion is the only opinion that matters or is correct. And because... You know, the mainstream wrestling fan feels one way. Everyone has to feel that way. And I'm starting to see within the wrestling community the sort of click behavior where uh, we have these popular creators. They believe one thing, so everyone has to believe what the popular creators believe. And I don't follow that. I don't. I just, I don't aspire to only believe something because the popular ones or the hot ones believe it. Look, there's some attractive female wrestling fans out there. Cool. But there's so, there's so many people. There's so many simps who, who, who like, oh, yeah, I agree with your point of view because you're a woman and you're hot. I'm, I'm going to call out your bullshit when it comes to Like, here's the thing that bothers me. Like, here's the thing that bothers I'm ranting right now. I don't even care. Here's the thing that bothers me. It bothers me. It bothers me. Like, two, like, like it, it's one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to the wrestling community, modern-day wrestling community. And it bothers me that people don't understand, like, in the wrestling world, that sit there and complain about... I'll use Jade for an example, right? Um, someone... I saw a video about how they don't like Jade Cargill. Not because she's green in the ring, which she is. She does need help, right? But because they don't like her her attitude. They don't like how she created the baddies club and tears down other women who, you know, aren't in the baddies club. Like, do y'all not understand how the fuck this business works? That is, that is the most basic fucking heel work that you can do. She's a fucking heel. She's a fucking heel. She's supposed to be a bitch. She's supposed to think that she's the best in the world. She's supposed to believe that no one can out out wrestle her or out outdo her in anything. She's supposed to believe that she's the most beautiful on the roster. Which let's just be honest, she fucking is. Right? J like she's supposed to act. Like, like the way she's acting, because that's her fucking character. I don't, I don't, I literally think that there are people on the wrestling community 
who do not understand that wrestling is character work. That's all it is. I, I honestly believe there are people out there who believe that everything they see on TV is real. Or, or that at least they, they understand that it's scripted in, in, in that respect. But, but that the character work doesn't exist. And the reason is, is we've, lo- we've lost the ability to tell you know, what is kayfabe and what is not. Even that term people don't even like using anymore. And when we lost kayfabe, I believe we lost the industry. Um, because kayfabe is, kayfabe is the only thing keeping wrestling alive. Because you have to be able to say, well, Jade and, and Britt hate each other or Jericho and MJF hate each other, right? But when you post a picture on your social media showing Jericho and MJF backstage hanging out like best friends, how am I supposed to believe that they hate each other? How am I supposed to be invested in that story, right? And so I don't think people understand, one, the importance of kayfabe, but two... Heels are supposed to be heels. That's not who they are in real part. Like, don't hate Jade Cargill as a person or even as a character because she does what her job is. Her job is to be a bitch. And she's damn good at it. I think she's the future of women's wrestling in general. I think she's one of the best in the world already, and she's just getting started. I would love to have Jade in WWE. I want to see Jade versus Bianca at some point. I know people want Jade versus Sasha because it's somewhat of the same kind of gimmick. But I want Jade versus Bianca. That match, first off, sexy. That's sex appeal upon sex appeal. And, I, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to get critique for even saying that because I'm not supposed to want sex appeal in my entertainment anymore. Y'all understand, like, okay, so, like, Chris Statlander is super, super fucking talented. But not in the gimmick she's in. I don't like the alien gimmick, and I think she's sort of, like, getting rid of it, but I don't know for certain. But she posted a picture the other day on Instagram of her, now, she was definitely in, like, a skin color bodysuit. But it was of her, like, she had high heels on, and, and she, you know, you could see her leg, like, and she was posing like a model, and she's fucking gorgeous. There is no reason in the world why it should not be presented of her in that method. Because she is drop-dead gorgeous. You got Jade Cargill, who is drop-dead gorgeous. Um... Red Velvet, gorgeous. Kiara Hogan, gorgeous. Right? On in on WWE, Nikita, Lash Legend, um, Rhea. You know, there, there's way too many on WWE. Like, Lacey Evans is drop-dead gorgeous. Why should we... You know, there was a lot of women on the roster that may not be the best wrestler but could draw with their attractive attractability. 
because they are drop dead gorgeous, right? There's nothing. There was nothing wrong with 2000 style women's wrestling, in my opinion. Now, bra and panties matches went a little bit too far. The bikini contest went a little bit too far. A little bit, you know. I don't think we need that. But if there's no reason in the world why we shouldn't be able to sexualize the product, right? And people say, well, you're a perv, or you only watch women's wrestling because of how they look. Yes. (laughs) I mean, but the same people who complain about that are perfectly fine with the women fans. You know, Seth is so hot. Darby's, first off, Darby's gross as fuck. Let's just be honest. But Darby's so hot. Riddle's so hot. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. Like, like, be consistent. If I can't say, well, I watch Mandy Rose because she's drop-dead fucking gorgeous and we need more bikini shots of her on live TV or Nikita Lyons is the sexiest thing in the world, we need her, you know, on TV more or Gigi Dolan has has nice assets that, will, that could sell the product to the mainstream audience... Like, why do you think there's naked girls or half-dressed girls shaking their ass in rap videos? Because it fucking sells. The primary audience of most entertainment in that way are males. They're a primary market that way. I mean, even females like to see it. The, the, the talent themselves either has an OnlyFans if they're not in WWE, or even in WWE post bikini pictures and, and all that stuff. So they understand that that gets them follows and likes and comments and interactions and, and, and will make them money on the indie scene. You know, why, why did someone like Deanna Parrazzo or Tony Storm or Persia Parada or Steph Delanders, her, her real name, um, or why do people like that go in OnlyFans when they get released from WWE? Because they know how all you got to do is post bikini pictures or silhouette naked pictures or e- like even pictures of them like covering up their private parts, not showing anything sexual, and they will make money from it because people will buy it. There's nothing wrong with sexualizing the product for both sides, right? If If... If you want to get a, a, a male audience sexualized, you know, and it, it doesn't need to be the whole women's roster, but you have people on the roster that could be, you know, Mandy Rose. Perfect example. She She's not the best in the ring, but you could sort of sexualize her to get her over. You know, someone like, you know, people like, like females love Randy Orton, think he's, he's attractive, and I can kind of see why, Right? Riddle. People love Riddle. Think he's attractive. I don't see that one. I really don't. Uh, but if you find like an attractive male superstar who maybe isn't the best in the ring, but you can get them over because of how they look, they're a physical specimen, then get them over for that way. Like anything to get them over. I just don't understand the double standard though. They the women could could oogle over the guys, but I can't oogle over the girls. Right? So I don't know. Like I said, I'm ranting at this point. Um but yeah, to end the podcast, I'll I'll end it this way. NXT, please work on your women's division. Promote 
develop something. That way we can get Mandy and Toxic Attraction on the main roster. Cause they, it's desperately needed up there. Um, and But we need someone believable to put in Mandy Rose's place as NXT Women's Champion. Um, work on that. I think everything else about NXT is about damn near perfect, in my opinion. Um, and I guess to the fans, I'll say, stop being so fucking sensitive. Just really, stop. If things are toxic to you, guess what? You don't have to follow. You don't have to watch. You can keep on scrolling. It's not that fucking hard. Not everything's butterflies and rainbows. People are allowed to critique what they what they think need to get better. Like, can we stop complaining about this shit? Because I, if I have to see another video about show me some positivity, or can we stop being so toxic? I'm tired of seeing this. Or another comment saying, oh, you just love to, you just do this for hot takes. Like, get over your fucking self, man. I don't, I don't care if it's a joke or not. Like, it's stupid. It's stupid. Like, let people have their opinions. If you don't agree with it, either say you don't agree with it and give a reason. Or just keep on fucking scrolling. Like, let's have conversations. Like, literal conversations. People don't want to defend their their opinions anymore. They want to be able to have them. And they want, you know... A, Especially if they like follow the 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 popular opinion, they don't know how to defend it, um, and so they, they they don't defend it. So let's stop being so sensitive. Let's let's create actual conversation in the online community where we can actually defend. Like I'll defend what I I could be wrong, but I'll defend everything that I believe. All right, we'll end the podcast there. I want to thank you guys for for listening to the, another episode of the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. Share this with everybody that you can. Let's get the listeners up. Let's get more people listening. And again, you can follow me on TikTok. The username is at I-T-S-R-B-B-X-T-C-H. It's R-B-Bitch. With that, I'm Ronald Beely, the host. This is another episode of the Slapping Me Wrestling Podcast, and I will see you guys on the next episode.